This session is the 13th in a series of 100 on corporate finance. So let's pick up where we left off. Uh, shares of publicly traded firms are often represented, of course, with a unique abbreviation, uh, a ticker symbol. Shares on the New York Stock Exchange have ticker symbols consisting of three or fewer character characters, while shares on um, the National Association of Securities Dealer, Dealers Automated Quotation System, NASDAQ, uh, have ticker symbols that are four or more characters long. A share of common stock is a share of ownership in a corporation that normally gives its owners the rights to any common dividends and the right to vote on the election of directors, mergers, and other major events. Dividends are periodic payments, usually in the form of cash, that are made to shareholders as a partial return on their investment in the corporation. The board of directors decides the timing and amount of each dividend. Shareholders are paid dividends in proportion to the amount of shares they own. Uh, if listeners will recall, the valuation principle implies that... To value any security, um, an IB or PE analyst must determine the expected cash flows that an investor will receive from owning it. There are two potential sources of cash flows from owning a stock, of course, dividends and capital gains. The total amount received in dividends in, from selling the stock uh, will depend on the investor's investment horizon. Because cash flows from common stocks are uncertain, these values are determined using the cost of capital for the firm's equity. The cost of capital is the expected return that investors could earn on their best alternative investment with similar risk and maturity. Thus, the current market price for a share will be equal to O.C's total dividends paid per share uh, during the year, uh, plus the new share, mar the new share uh, market price close parentheses divided by uh, O.C's uh, 1 plus um, the equity cost of capital close parentheses. An IB analyst can find the total return on a share of common stock by adding the dividend yield and capital gain rate. So here, your equity cost of capital is going to be equal to open parentheses, open parentheses, uh, total dividends paid per share during the year, plus new share market price, close parentheses, divided by uh, current market price for a share, close parentheses, minus one, which in turn is equal to your dividend yield plus your capital gain yield. This valuation equation can be transformed into a dividend discount model by replacing the final stock price with the value that the next holder of the stock would be willing to pay. The dividend discount model can be represented uh, mathematically uh, with this equation. Here, your current market price for a share will be equal to O.C's total dividends paid per share during the year, um, subscript 1, divided by O.C's 1 plus the equity cost of capital, subscript 1, close parentheses, plus O.C's total dividends paid per share during the year, Subscript 2 divided by open parentheses 1 plus equity cost of capital, subscript 2 close parentheses, you want to square that, then add open parentheses total dividends paid per share during the year, subscript 3 divided by open parentheses 1 plus your equity cost of capital, uh, subscript 3 um, close parentheses, you want to raise this to the power of 3, and the series keeps going on and on, the series, I'm sorry, yeah. The thought is that the price of a stock is equal to the present value of all the expected future dividends it will pay. Uh, the equation I just gave you, though, can be flawed because it does not account for dividend growth, right? So the constant dividend growth model uh, can be expressed this way. And here I'm just going to give you the plain English instead of, like, you know, these esoteric uh, abbreviations. Here your current market price for a share is going to be equal to open parentheses total dividends paid per share during the year, I mean divided by open parentheses uh, equity cost of capital minus your constant growth rate, close parentheses. Now, listeners should note that there is a tension between growth and investment with the dividend discount model. More specifically, when a firm elects to maximize growth, it often has to invest retained earnings but cannot use these funds for dividends. In a similar vein, when dividends are paid out to shareholders, these funds are unavailable for dividends. Uh, yeah.
when dividends are paid out to shareholders, um, these funds are unavailable for retained earnings and capital growth. I'm sorry. Uh, for investors and analysts um, who are interested in finding shares uh, that provide a high level of cash flows, the dividend growth model uh, can be helpful. And here you want to keep three equations in mind. So first, your dividends for, say, period T will be equal to uh, earnings for period T divided by um, shares outstanding for period T times your dividend payout rate for period T. The next equation, I'm sorry, I said three. I'm actually going to give you four. So you get you, you get you get you get more uh, more math. So change in earnings uh, here. This is the second equation. This is going to be equal to your new investment times your return uh, on the new investment, and your new investment in turn is equal to uh, your earnings times your retention rate. Final equation. This is number four, the one that I left out. Your earnings growth rate. That's going to be equal to change in earnings divided by earnings. And another way of saying that is that it's equal to your retention rate times your return on the new investment. So a firm's retention rate is equal to the fraction of current earnings that the firm retains. The equation um, that I gave you at the top, right, the first equation, that is a firm that, this, this equation, so dividends per period T, this reveals um, which firms can increase dividends by increasing their earnings, um, increasing their dividend payout rate, or decreasing the number of shares that are outstanding. The dividend discount model, though, um, is limited in part because it does not allow for share price increases that come about as a result of corporate buyback programs, right? So in a buyback program, a firm uses excess cash to purchase some of its stock. Here, the total payout model may be an appropriate alternative because it values all the firm's equity instead of a single share. To use this model, an IB or PE analyst will discount the total payouts that the firm makes to shareholders, which is the total amount spent on both dividends and share repurchases. This equation yields the total amount of the firm's equity, which must then be divided by the current number of outstanding shares uh, to determine the share price. And here, your current market price for a share is going to be equal to the present value of the future total dividends and repurchases divided by the number of shares outstanding. And that'll be the last thing that I give you all for today. So that concludes this 13th episode uh, out of 100 on corporate finance.